good afternoon. Or evening, morning, I suppose. I mean, it's the afternoon. As I record this. But you might not be listening to it then. Or if you're listening to it as I'm recording, that'd be really weird because this isn't going out live. And you'd have to be very close to me to be able to hear it. But I'm Nick. This is Walking Movies. I'm on my way to the uh, the cinema. So, what am I seeing today? Well, originally, I thought it was going to be the black phone, but then I had a look at the old schedule and uh, saw that Minions: The Rise of Gru. Being shown in 3D, didn't it? So, of course, I have to go and support my 3D films because there's so few of them nowadays. So, that was the choice made. So, I'm on my way to see Minions 2, also known as Minions The Rise of Gru. Um, now, this is obviously a spin off from Despicable Me. Which is a franchise that I know people love. But I've never really been that fussed by it. By any of them. I think the first one, if I remember correctly, the first one I saw going to America on a plane. And, uh, you know, thought it was better than I expected. I can't even remember when I saw Minions 2. I'm sure it was at home though. And Minions 3 was another one. I thought I bought that on Blu-ray for my daughter when it came out. But I don't remember seeing it at the cinema. Um, So it's quite weird that uh, three films, all that I watched, but none of them prompted me to go to the cinema. And yet, and yet... Minions was, as I reminded my daughter today, the first film she was ever uh, taken to see at the cinema. And it wasn't because we was massive fans, it was just that uh, it happened to be around my birthday. Might have even been my birthday when we watched it. Um, and it was out. So that was, that was the... Uh, the choice so you know we couldn't keep waiting for Frozen 2 that was nowhere near being ready so we had to go and see something so um, Minions I thought was good I didn't think it was as interesting as the Despicable Me series I guess it was good to get some kind of backstory to the Minions I mean it's very, from what I remember it wasn't very uh, in depth, it was just a a sequence at the beginning I believe about their evolution Um, but it was set in the 60s that was fun, had a good soundtrack Um, had some interesting voice members in it I'm with rightly Sandra Bullock and John Hamm. I could look that up, actually. I'm on the 
I'm not on the page, but one of the new one. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Hmm. Steve Coogan. Jennifer Saunders. Huh. Well, there you go. Okay, school day. So, um, yeah. The Spickle Me films themselves are pretty good. Um, not not the best, but I think the actual concept of being set around some girls being adopted is is a good angle. Um, but you know they were better than a lot of kids' films, but not as good as a lot of others. They still felt lower tier compared to like Pixar stuff at the time um, but people went absolutely nuts and minions love the little yellow buggers and you know they've become the uh, big attraction big draw at Universal where um, they've got uh, well as I recall this one attraction in Orlando but there's more coming they are uh, currently making a new attraction where Shrek 4D was the Monsters Cafe is being turned into a Minions themed eatery uh, which they have in Hollywood already so yeah I mean the, the franchise itself is, is hugely popular um, but I'm not the biggest fan. I don't dislike it, but I kind of find it's just pretty, just above average. Um, so the, the, the last Minions film, which was released way back in 2015 now, um, that, uh, ended with the Minions meeting grew as a child so, obviously, you can tell from the subtitle of this film, The Rise of Gru, that this is going to be a much more Gru-focused film. Minions. And I think that might be a benefit to it. And we'll see. I mean, I haven't seen the film. I might see it now. But I think having him as a a more central character and the minions being the the big focus but as more of a side role could actually be much better so I guess time will tell not long because I'm away but just having a look at the voice cast here Steve Carell, of course. Michelle Yeoh. Riza. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Lucy Lawless. Dolph Lundgren. Danny Trejo. Uh, Russell Brand, eh? Well, I think we know what he'll be doing. And Julie Andrews, again. I think we know who they're going to be playing. Um, so, yeah. Now, the last interesting thing about this film... 
I mean, it could be more interesting stuff to talk about after. That's what I hope. But um, this was supposed to come out in the summer of 2020. And uh, I think you don't need me to remind you that uh, there was a little pandemic that happened around that time. And um, the film got pushed back. And I mean, it got pushed back, but not before the merchandising had uh, began to drip feed out. So I've actually seen some Rise of Groove merchandise now for two years in certain toy shops. Although I have seen additional stuff come out as well. But, uh, you know, Lego sets have already come out for this film quite a while ago. Um, Sky Rulebane adverts. And uh, even McDonald's, I think they did their promotion last summer. I'm sure that's when it was. Um, the film get, just kept getting pushed back. So this is the, the last of the big 2020 releases to now come out. You know, other things like uh, Top Gun also delayed that long but they have uh, they've been out and about so this is it, this is the last one and then we are going to be I suppose pretty caught up so there's a nice little factoid for you about it interestingly Outside of uh, that fact, because I mentioned it, Top Gun Maverick is uh, or was number one in America again uh, the previous weekend. So it was in the new weekend now, as I recall this, but last weekend. So Buzz Lightyear actually, I think, slipped to number five or six in the charts in its second weekend. And Top Gun, which has been out now for about six weeks, reclaimed the top spot. That's nuts, right? Absolutely nuts. Especially as it'll be debuting on uh, on Paramount Plus very soon. Because of their... Uh, I can't remember if it's a 45-day or maybe 60-day window they have, but either way, it's, uh, it's quite extensive. Um... Yeah, wherever the window is, it doesn't matter. But it's, cu- it's coming out sooner rather than later at home. So the fact that it's still doing such huge numbers is, I think, really, really impressive. And early estimates are that this is going to take in America about 120 million. If it does do that or more, that would have doubled light years opening from a few weeks ago and that has got to hurt so there you go right I am going to stop now I'm going to do that thing where I turn the microphone around so hopefully if you listen to this with earphones that might have just sounded really in your head or I might just look like a Wally turning the microphone around while talking. Either way, let me know. Um, right, so I will see you 
in a couple of hours after I've seen Minions The Rise of Gru. Is it going to be great? Is it going to be cack? We'll find out. Whilst I'm wearing my thinking cap. I should have said hat, shouldn't I? But it's not true. But I am wearing a thinking cap from out of Stranger Things that was bought for Father's Day. And for those interested, we are going to record a episode for Universe Loved Up where we do talk about Stranger Things Season 4. But I will tell you this, and that is that I really enjoyed Stranger Things 4, but it was too long. But if you're not watching Stranger Things, you should be. It's a real, real return to film. Right, see you in a bit. You know, I think I might have been a bit harsh when I was thinking back on the uh, despicable films earlier on. But before we get into the review, let's talk snacks. So today I had a tiramisu McFlurry and I also had a limited edition mango and passion fruit icy now every cinema i think has their own version it used to be tango ice blast i think uh, they do frozen coca-cola in some as well but uh we get icy now at cineworld and uh it was really good so that's that's a recommendation for you i normally like the uh Blue raspberry and cherry mixed, but uh, I just said straight up mango and passion fruit, and it was good. Paper straws, though, not good for ice drinks like that. Ridiculous. <sighs> I have to buy a new foldable straw because the one I've got is uh, it's not good for uh, icy drinks. Anyway, Minions 2, what we're here to talk about. I really enjoyed Minions 2 more than I was expecting um i think it's far better than the first minions film which so i remember a fair bit of it and it's okay but this one i enjoyed a lot more and i think i was right in the reason why i think because the film was about Gru and uh 11 and three quarters grew and uh I think because of that, I think the story was much better. This film was set in 1976. There's some really good jokes at the expense of the time frame. I'm not going to spoil them because I didn't know them going in and probably found them funnier because of it. But if you think about the year, you can probably draw your own conclusions. Um... Again, because of 1976, it's a disco film, so lots of good 70s. And uh, not just disco, but music of that era is used. I thought that was really good. You also got a little bit of the Despicable Me kind of title track from the first film, which is where Pharrell started his... uh, his journey with the franchise. He's not done the Minions films. 
I don't think he did anything for the first Minions film, but he's not on this one that I could uh, I could hear. Um, as expected from the voice cast, uh, Russell Brand is Dot's Nefario, but a much younger version of him. And uh, Julie Andrews is once again Gru's mum. But uh got to give props to Steve Carell's Gru. Um, I don't know what they did to his voice. I'm, ass- I'm assuming he recorded his lines as per Gru. And then they kind of edited those down in post to make him sound much younger. But you could still hear it was Gru. Um, but I thought it, I thought it was done really, really well. Um, yeah, I was... Uh, it was probably the, the the funniest animated film I've seen this year. I I think Turning Red is still my favourite that I've seen. Certainly of those seen at the cinema though, this is... I, I enjoyed this more than Lightyear overall. And there were things in it that, that remind me back to previous Despicable Me films. And... Yeah, I need to I need to rewatch those again. I think I remember the second one being especially good. Um, I think the third had a good villain, but I don't remember all that much from that one. Um, but yeah, I might have to go and rewatch those films. But yeah, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised at how much I. I enjoyed it. Um, the 3D was some of the best 3D I've seen in quite a while. And that's another thing. I forgot that the Despicable Me films normally do quite a good job of uh, making use of 3D. So, you know, quite a few pop-outs and things like that. Um, I mean, there wasn't loads of pop-outs in this, but... Yeah, I think they they used it really well. So, yeah. I don't know if maybe I enjoyed it more because my expectations weren't particularly high. Or it was just funnier than I expected it to be. What was interesting, though, is that there wasn't a lot of laughter in the theatre. A few chuckles. But it wasn't... People didn't seem to find it as funny as I did, so I don't know. Maybe they were in a bad mood. Maybe I'm just really easy to please. I don't know. But it was good. I'm very, very pleased to have seen it. I'm glad it is doing so well. Now, what will be interesting with this is, again, like I was kind of saying with um, Top Gun, uh, Top Gun Maverick, is that this has a limited exclusivity in the cinemas I think it's 45 days with Peacock Um, and I believe that is applying to this as well so it'll be interesting to see what happens because the other guys which is the last film they released that way it's still in the top 10 it came out I think April maybe beginning of May and that's been on Peacock for a while, from what I understand. And, 
yeah, it's still in the top 10. So, I don't know. It's weird because I, and obviously if you're listening to this, you should be listening to Disney Parts and Beyond, otherwise how the hell do you know this even exists? But we talked on that about, about Lightyear and why it underperformed so so spectacularly at the uh, at the cinemas both here and in the US but obviously mainly on the U- in the US and uh, I, I put it down to mainly down to the fact that people have got used to not paying to see Pixar films but also and more importantly is that there's such a short window now on those on those films I think it's 60 days on Disney Plus that is two months that is longer than Peacock but I think people are kind of especially with films that they don't need to see you know are going well it'll be on Disney Plus soon enough I'll just wait to see it on there so it's uh, it's interesting that this film is doing what looks to be doing so well so it was tracking to be between 120 and 150 million opening weekend in the US which is huge huge release so yeah be interesting to see what what happens going forward how long it does well at the cinemas especially in the US because uh, I, I don't know what my audience is here but people in the UK we've got Peacock but it doesn't seem to have the same window that the American one does so I don't think it will be on streaming as soon as it is there in the States but uh, yeah it's timed really well because uh, the schools are going to start to break up in a few weeks the only other big animated film coming out over the summer that I can see is uh, League of Super Pets which I think the more I see of it the less interest I get to be honest and that, oh that's another thing, wow so the last few films I've literally gone in as the the adverts are or well, the trailers are finished and the film's about to begin today I went in early because of my ice cream and uh, I saw the trailers, all the trailers. And uh, I mean, man, there's some piss poor kids' films looking like they're coming out. So I saw, I think it was called The Railway Children Return. I never cared for the Railway Children. I remember being on TV when I was a kid, just looking so boring. So I've got no no viewpoint on that other than this looks exactly the same it looks like the kind of thing Channel 5 would throw on on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening it just looks drab so I won't be going to see that uh, League of Super, Super Pets again saw that um, Puss in Boots The Last Wish which um, I knew there was a new Puss in Boots film coming out because it's been on schedule for ages but I hadn't seen anything uh, about it, no trailers or anything so I saw one of those today it looks like it could be a bit of fun those films are, you know the Shrek films and that are a bit hit and miss but it looks like it could be alright 
Uh, and then, Jesus Christ, Lyle, Lyle Crocodile, which apparently is based on a on a famous kids' book. Uh, the trailer tells you that the film is about a house uh, that some people move into, and it houses a singing crocodile, voiced by or sung by Shawn Mendes. It looks absolutely fucking rotten. I will not be going to the cinema to see that. I avoided cats. I'm going to avoid this. I mean, the only the only selling point was it had songs in it written by the uh, the duo behind the Great Showman. I can remember, never remember the names, but uh, yeah, even that even that's not going to be enough. So there you go, Minions 2, big surprise, really, really enjoyable, uh, go and see it, if you can, especially if you've got kids and you're looking to, to take them to see something this, uh, this summer holiday, you could do a lot worse than go and take them to that. So there you go, that will do for this episode of walking over cardboard box movies. I, that cardboard box has been there for about... So I was just checking it's recording. That cardboard box has been there for <laughs> about five days now and it seems to move every few days as I come through the underpass and uh, I just had to step over it because it's on the path now. So, exciting sound content for you so until the next time which at this point I've got no idea oh of course I do the next film I'll be going to see is Thor Love and Thunder when I book my tickets when I put the bloody tickets to go and see it yeah Thor Love and Thunder which um, had its preview its premiere I think last week and has had Good to mixed reviews. So, mm, doesn't sound like it might be as enjoyable as uh, Ragnarok. But that was a very tall bar for it to clear. I think even that uh, that pole vaulter, what's that guy's name? He just cleared like a ridiculous, like the, the the height of the the highest it could go. He just cleared it. It was mad. I'm not going to stick the uh, the link in the show notes to it, but if you <laughs> if you want to type in uh, pole vaulting or pole jumping in uh, into Twitter or something like that, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll see the video. It is mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. Um, anyway, so yes, that will do. I'll be back next weekend at some point because it's uh, got no early showings no uh, Thursday previews or anything so I'll be going to see at some point Thor Love and Thunder not whatever I called it before I don't think I called it that but yeah definitely Thor Love and Thunder okay so until next time always remember that Flynn lives and fuck the seculars.
podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.